friends. Welcome to another podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Wiggins, and I am your Gen Z and millennial expert. Welcome. Today's date is February, excuse me, March 11th, 2021. I seem to keep forgetting what month it is, but it is March 11th, 2021. And as I mentioned yesterday about the podcast we had about the COVID in the one year span. Today, I believe, was the actual official date, which was March 11th of 2020, where the WHO recognized COVID as a world pandemic. So today is actually the date. And, and also, President Biden within the US uh, gave a speech and also signed the bill uh, passing COVID and hoping that each American will be able to get a COVID shot if they desire uh, by potentially as early as May and June. So there is some good news as all the different manufacturers from Moderno to Johnson & Johnson and Pfizer, along with some other, other country doses, are going to be amping up their supply for those who would like it. So anyhow, today I am very excited about today's topic. Today, we're going to talk about uh, how a culture is in the same mix with uh, personnel and overall, I guess you could say when it comes to um, personnel and employee reviews and how they all are kind of correlated into how a culture can be made or break. By the leaders. So if you are Gen Z and millennial leaders, then please stay tuned. If you're not a leader, you aspire to be a leader, this is just a great jumping point for you to, to listen, to understand, and, and to make sure that as leaders, uh, we are developing a great culture that dismisses any culture cancers per se. And that enable everybody to work in a great team environment and thrive and feel good about their work and ultimately earn a paycheck that they are excited to earn. We all have to work. We all have to work 40 plus hours a week in most cases. And why not have fun? Why not enjoy it? Why not be part of a, a fun culture that also enables individuals to be recognized for their achievements. One thing I will start off by saying first, it is important that you do not put profits in front of people. P before P. That is people before profits. And I have been guilty in the past for putting profits before people. But as any part of culture, any part of uh, business, the one thing that drives an organization is the people. Without people, you cannot have profits and you will not have a great culture. That is why you'll hear great organizations talk about teamwork, talk about culture, talk about the people that are making their team a winning team. When you listen to a, a baseball, a football, or, a, or any type of coach, you will hear them. When they're talking about their players, 
they'll specifically talk about the good things they were able to do. And you'll be very careful. They'll be apprehensive to talk about any negative remarks about the player. Why? Because if you start talking bad about the player, or you can you can have you can make a negative negative atmosphere for the team to play in. And that is very concerning as a leader. When you recognize your people and you show that they are making a difference, you're going to have more of a thriving organization. It's important to recognize their work. In many cases, most, most employees will say the number one thing that an employer can do, and it doesn't cost any money, it doesn't cost anything, is provide voice praise or even go old-fashioned. Write a little note next to them and say, I want to say, I want to thank you for the great job, the performance, the overtime you're working, the great, the great uh, work that you do. And that goes a long way. I have had a boss recently tell me, the owner of the organization say, you know what? I'm really proud of you. That's what he told me. And you know what? That means a lot. Did I get a raise? Did I get a bonus? No. But what I did get was heartfelt words that I think mean a difference, make a difference, and it helps drive you as an employee. I always try to thank my employees whenever I can for the work they do. I mean, sometimes that goes a long way, but sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes people just want economic rewards or they want uh, they want other rewards or, or they want more of a transactional leadership, meaning you give me something, I give you something. But overall, transformational leadership, goal-oriented leadership is going to come with a, a, a style that recognizes who you have as an organization, who your team players are, who helps develop culture, and who helps make the difference within your organization. Now, one of the things I've always tried to preach or I've tried to, to, to make an important standard is having the right team. That means having a right-hand person beside you that also has the same goals that you do, the same cultural building type of attitude. Uh, you don't want the people that are under you when you zig, they zag. Again, if they're zigging and you're zagging, you're not on the right page. And if you're not on the right page, then guess what happens? You have a disconnect between you, the leader, uh, your 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 employees, the organization, and that's why you got to bring it back in and make sure that the key people around you understand that if you're going to be successful as an organization, you have to have a great culture, and the great culture means employees have to know where they stand within the organization. They have to understand their value, and they have to understand that you know the reviews that each employee gets is not a negative symbol. It's just to say, hey, we do this well, but these are things that we can improve on. And that's part of performance reviews in any great organization. Uh, there's actually a book called Good to Great by Jim Collins. Excellent book. And again, this tells uh, organizations that determine how can I be good but better yet, how can I be great? So if you haven't had a chance, check out the book by Jim Collins, Good to Great. I believe it was on the bestseller list for a long time. It's probably been around for 20, 25 years. 
but it is still reflective of today's society and today's workforce. So check it out if you get a chance. But as I mentioned, so culture and personnel and reviews, they play an important part of developing a team. The one thing you have to watch out for, if you have a large team or a small team, it doesn't make a difference. I talked about earlier, when you got, if you're zigging and you have a team or a teammate that's zagging, then you need to find a way to get that individual or individuals on the right track. And getting on the right track means they need to be on the same page with the same expectation and the same overall values that you as the leader have. If they're your right-hand person or their key person now, I mean, if you really want to get technical, and again, I don't know if it's a great example. It may not even be a good example, depending on what political affiliation you are. But when former President Trump had his staff, he had basically people that were pro-Team Trump. Meaning if you weren't, if he was zagging and you weren't zagging, then you were not going to be part of his team. And that was the way he ran his administration. If it's right or wrong, uh, it's not for me to judge. But that's what he did. He expected people to answer to him, to provide him ideas, but at the end, to take his overall direction. And I think any leader, if they ask their team or members of team or teams all together uh, that, hey, this is what I'd like you to do, then the expectation is as a leader, then you would do it. I always like to use the example of you have a general of an army. And the general of the army asks the, the captain, you know, hey, I need you to do this, this strategy. I need you to either pull out these individuals or, or move these recruits to here or whatever. And if the captain comes back and says, yeah, it sounds like a good idea, but I don't really think that's something I want to follow. Well, guess what's going to happen? That captain is going to likely be reprimanded and he is going to potentially lose maybe his status, maybe 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 uh, he's demoted or whatever the case is. But any organization, when you have a leader, and if you're that leader and you decide somebody if somebody decides they're not going to listen to you or or they're going to be they're going to take they're going to take their own they're going to go on their own uh, accord and not follow your direction, then you've got an organizational problem. You've got a culture problem. Because again, as we talked about, when when individuals or, or teams are zigging and you're zagging, uh, then they're not following your direction. And that's key because remember, leaders are held accountable. I mean, if we make a bad decision as leaders, then that's on us. So that's what happens. Leaders are in the positions they are for various reasons. Various reasons like they've have they have a lot of experience. They have a lot of aptitude within that field. Uh, they have uh, they have the ability to change things around. Uh, they may have a, a reputation for being able to change organizations around. Uh, I've been very fortunate within my career that I've I've changed around uh, three different organizations from unprofitable uh, entities or divisions to being very successful. Why? Because it's driven by culture. It's driven by people. It's driven by vision. It's driven by passion. When you have passion 
for the goals that you have instilled in the power and the empowerment of your team to, to reach new goals, new heights or unimaginable, that's when you know your culture, your team is operating on all cylinders. Now, that's I think that's why I've had some success in the past of developing these cultures and changing these teams around to, to achieve greatness was because they were able to step up. They were able to take that vision. They were able to take that leadership and really fine-tune their talents, their skills to really market themselves within the organization. And part of being a good leader to a great leader is not only helping those individuals achieve their goals, and that helps the culture, but it's to mentor. It's to see them achieve the goals that they want. It is not okay for one individual to be on an island by themselves doing as they please while the rest of the team is doing as they were directed to do. When you get that, you get a split division of, of individuals and you're not working on a cultural that on a, that is going to be embracing change or any other positive aspects that you as a leader are directing. And that's why you'll see managers lose their jobs within uh, sports teams because they have a divided locker room or they haven't been able to steal that culture or they have mistrust from their employees. The one thing as a leader, the worst thing you can do as a culture is not be transparent to the individuals within your team, within the division, uh, within the organization. You need to be transparent. You need to share them the good, the bad. If they're willing to listen or they have a desire to uh, to hear about the economics of the organization, feel free to share. Remember, transparency uh, is a great thing with the exception of maybe sharing individuals' wages or personal issues. Those are things you want to keep away from sharing and the transparent nature of it. But if it's if it's to improve the ability for employees to be a part of the organization, to feel like they're a co-owner of the organization, because in a perfect culture, you want everybody feeling like they own the company. Why? Because they embrace the company. They embrace the challenge. They love what the organization stands for. They love the goals. They love the achievement. And they're, they're, they're pushed. They feel empowered to achieve wonderful, great success that everybody has to work, as I mentioned earlier. But if you can go to a job where you're making a difference on an everyday basis, how much better of a feeling is that? I know, for example, I go to work every day and I love what I do. Like anybody, I get frustrated. Of course I do. I work long hours sometimes. Yeah, lately it's been 10, 11 hours a day. But do I enjoy what I do? Yes, I do. Why? Because I love seeing the team thrive. I love seeing teamwork. I love seeing the improvements we make uh, and, and just finding the good nature of what the employees bring to the table. You're not going to have a successful organization if you don't have successful employees. But if you're going to have successful employees, you have to have a successful culture. Without a successful culture, you may make money for a little while, but you will, you will soon... Uh, be in a very, very peculiar position. Why? Because 
when somebody's zigging and somebody's zagging and the leadership has a specific direction, then there is a cancer. And cancer is never a good thing. When you hear that word, it's scary. And, and again, I make no mens about it. That's not something that uh, I know. Unfortunately, I know a lot of people that uh, have experienced cancer or are currently experiencing cancer. And, and it's heartbreaking. But when I say cancer and culture, that just means that uh, an employee is being deterrent or employees are being deterrent to what the directive of the leadership team is. And that's why everybody has to be on the same page. So make sure there's no mimicking in the background. There's no chitter chatter. Make sure everybody's working towards the common goal. And what's that common goal? To improve the organization, to be profitable, to enjoy your job, and to feel like you're making a difference. And as I mentioned earlier, uh, employee empowerment, reviews of employees, and those are key aspects of culture, along with transparency and how you as a leader, you as an individual, you as a human being can make a difference. That charismatic approach of transformational leadership is huge. But don't put profits above people. Excuse me. Yes, that's correct. You know, people come first. And when you think people come first, you'll see your employees empowered, grow, and be successful. So as always, I want to make sure that you know how to reach me if you'd like. The best way to reach me is via my email, jason at jwigginsconsulting.com or via our website, Gen Z and millennialexpert.com. And as I mentioned earlier, feel free to check out the great book by Jim Collins, Good to Great. And if you'd like to check out my book as well about millennial leadership, the book is called Millennial Leadership, Everything You Need to Know, How to Understand, Retain, and Motivate Gen Y Leaders. And you can find that on Amazon. So anyways, I hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. And again, this podcast is for Gen Z and millennials and those who lead them. So as always, I look forward to speaking to you next time. I will. The next podcast will be on Monday coming up. I believe that is the 15th of March. Uh, I hope everybody has a great weekend. Uh, be safe. And we'll talk to you again on Monday. If it's in the morning, afternoon, or night, be safe, take care, and I can't wait to talk to you on Monday. Bye-bye.